Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Planet, watch each other and do the same thing. Talk oh, Wow. Recorded live. I think they do the same thing. And they go, wow. Brzezinski, what amazing technique. He murdered three million people when he put in Pol Pot. Hey, way to go. Great job. Let's see who else is out there. Who else can we, you know, applaud? Because I think they have the same attitude as the magician looking at each other and, and, and looking at their craft. And because we don't know our history, this is what happens. This is why I say all the time, get off the couch, people. Do something. And if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your freaking children. Look, can you look them in the eye and say, have I done anything? Have I done anything for my children's sake? Because this is the world you're going to leave them. You're going to leave them the world that Brzezinski and that scumbag Kissinger and these other globalist pigs want for you and your family and, and take away your future. This is what they want for you. Is that what you want for your kids? Because if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for them. Do it for them. Roddy Piper just, mm. just passed away. Okay. Lord knows what happened. They got all kinds of meat drugs that <laughs> stop your heart. Who knows with that one, right? We'll never know. Well, his, but, his hey, message, put the glasses on, man. Put his, the message glasses is on. Al- his message is already out. So uh, they kind of, if they killed him, they did it a lot. They did it awful late. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the thing that I, I think we all miss uh, when we first get into all this seeing what they're taking away from us and so forth is the fact that uh, there's no body understanding that this was a war over jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, I mean, the South commander that led the uh, Southern Confederates, he got rid of his slaves, but the guy that ran the Northern Union Army, he kept his slaves. And then they say it was over slavery when the, right. uh, you know, how, how, uh, how, what are we talking really about? We're talking about federal jurisdiction mm-hmm. versus state rights jurisdiction. And when you get to looking at how history was put together, how we put the nation together, each of the states was considered a, 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 um, uh, independent nation that wanted to cooperate economically with their people next door. Yeah. So that gave the ability for something like the European type of setting where, hey, if you don't like this nation, you can go to another one, right? Right. You might right. even be able to change a language if you don't like what's the one you're using. If you want to get into a romantic Italian language, you're going to do it, you know. <laughs> so the thing, the thing that uh, uh, we all have going against us is that right out of the box, we're losing control of what is being taught. Now, there was a movement that started in the 80s. It was called the homeschool movement. Yeah, yeah. Now, I was part of that. In fact, I helped write the very first, uh, helped get uh, put in place the very first state to pass a law saying it was legal to do 
But before that was done, Kevin, uh, you had to have plans to scoot your kids out the back door in case they came. I mean, yeah, it, was yeah. that, it was that bad. Now what they do is instead of attacking the people, if they can, they, they do try to pass a law saying you can't blah, blah, blah. They've tried to say, okay, well, you can homeschool, but you still must report to, you know, oh, give me a break. Or, or here's, you, here's, you can teach out of this book, and that book is just filled with mush. Here's the agendas that are coming from us in all directions, and we think they're coming from politicians. And they're not. Yeah. It's coming Bankers. from a war. It's coming yeah, from Bankers. a war that's been going for a long time. You know, there was a guy by the name of Paul uh, over in New York. Um, that was this is contemporary guys. Uh, this is like a uh, baby boomer hippie, okay? <laughs> and 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 he's going. Why do I have to go to the government for uh, being able to uh, buy and sell? Why don't, why don't I just make my own money? So he found out. Hey, as long as it doesn't look like I'm trying to counterfeit the Federal Reserve note, I can make these things called community dollars or community mm-hmm. money script. Not script, but script, S-C-R-I-P, that will be our own community money. And so Ithaca, New York, started their own, and I've got links up with the Waterman files, you know, about how you can do it your own community. And I'm going to tell you something. I tried, I've tried, and I've tried uh, to get communities to recognize this, even listeners uh, to to consider doing this. And you know what? It didn't work. Especially with Bitcoin. And now Bitcoin yeah. has gotten the, you know, the, the technology around getting an account set up is so complicated. It's too nerdy. That's yeah. not going to be attractive. Well, it was all that uh, Huxley He's the one in, I, in that uh, speech, I forget what it was, in like 1962, he says, people will be put into a state where they really enjoy their enslavement. And they'll be put into a, into a condition that they shouldn't want to be in. They should be repulsed by it, but they love it. And I think that's where yeah. we're at now. And unfortunately, his psychopathic wet dream we're living in. Well, I think there's... And, and, and here's here's where I have to go with this. Having traveled around after I uh, quit teaching for a little while and then kind of settled, um, there are regions of the United States where the cultures are different. Yeah. Primarily, oh, pri- pri- primarily east of the Mississippi, the further you go, until you get up into maybe Maine or New Hampshire is a strange oh, yeah. uh, place in the middle of the eastern you know, mentality. But if you get over there and you start doing the Massachusetts uh, mantra, which is, you know, the communist uh, red diaper baby stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, you don't have this independent thinking. And then you go out west, you run into that spirit of freedom. And I'm, I'm afraid that it's just going to cave just like that. Now, we're going to have pressure on this country. But there's going to be pockets that I think will successfully beat the odds. Yeah. Unfortunately, one of those 
um, is, well, I like Texas, but I don't like going somewhere where if you get in the deep part of Texas, you can't get a job without knowing two languages. Give me a break. Oh, yeah, yeah. That oh, ought come, to be come to seen. Connecticut. Come, come to well, Connecticut. Well, that ought to be against I, the law. You know, let me tell you a story about Connecticut. Uh, I inter- What's I've Connecticut? Is that, is, that, is that that big city? Yeah, yeah, city. exactly. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the county of LA is bigger bigger than our whole state, but figure that out, figure that out. But it's also the richest state in the union. It's some and and all the globalist scum like to live here, so it's really a, a lot of fun. But but what happens is uh, I had a mayor that I was interviewing years ago on on my on my TV show. I'd have him on a couple times a year. I liked him and and. He said, you know, it came to my attention that down in Quinto, Ecuador, there was a huge sign, a billboard up on the building that said, come to Danbury, Connecticut. It's a great place to live. And if he didn't say that on my show, sitting three feet in front of me, I would never have believed it. But when you look at the illegals that are here, it's either, I always joke, if they're playing soccer in the backyard, they're Brazilian. If they're playing volleyball in the backyard, they're Ecuadorian. And we have a huge population of Ecuadorian, um, I'll use the term loosely, immigrants here in the area. I mean, our entire, of Danbury, Connecticut, the entire downtown part of the city, Doc, is you have like entered a separate country. You can go into the bodegas. I even call them bodegas now. You can go into the bodegas. You can go into all the little stores. You need to speak either Spanish or Portuguese. That's how yeah. it is. And I haven't left well, my... We've always, I we've, I always left. Had, we've always had boroughs, you know, <coughs> where, 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 you know, the Chinese were at and, and that sort yeah. of thing. We've, all, we've always had that. Um, and unfortunately, it, it didn't go away. Uh, but when you think about some place like Texas where you might want to think about yeah. going, you know, because it's passing some really cool laws, the scariest yeah. thing in the world is I don't want to end up in a place where, where um, you know, they go crazy because there's yep. more Hispanics than there is anybody. And they could just take this huge culture of theirs that I don't like that culture. I don't like it at all. I'll, I'll visit, but that's all I want to do. I want my culture. I know you probably want your culture, whatever yep. culture that we call ours, you know. But what's happening now is they're making white culture, the a, 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 for some reason they're making an excuse to make it wrong, not just wrong, but illegal. Mm-hmm. Where do you think we're going to go with all this? Where, when's this going to end? Where do you see uh, happening? Like I said, I still think there's going to be pockets that will win, but uh, it's going to be kind of tough. Maybe Texas will break away, but do you, would you like to be in a place where 40% of them are Hispanic? No. I don't no. either. No, because... You know, one of the things well, first, that, that makes that makes a country a country is that number one, you all speak the same language, you all share the same culture, you all share well, the same culture. Well, let's get rid of the word. And, get rid of the, we don't, get rid we of the word country. That. Get rid of the word country, and replace it with what you're trying to say, nation, and that basically is why we call it nationalities. 
History has already proven that nations last longer when they're all one nationality. Right. When they start mixing, they collapse. So what do we have? Look at the Japanese culture. Look at the Chinese culture. Uh, If you go to China, how many blonde-haired, blue-eyed Anglo-Saxons are there, or Hispanics, or blacks? Not too many. And and they're going to survive just because of... Look, folks, our countries, countries, including ours, do not survive because we have great laws. They survive because there's a culture that exists that is kept in the heart. It's the heart that holds whatever culture and and nuances of life that a person's grown up with or has yeah. embedded in their in their gut, that's what's going to survive. And I you don't like some cultures. I don't like the cultures that says the guy with the biggest club wins. You know, yeah. so if you go over there and you see the Zulus banging on uh, exterminating other black uh, tribes, I don't want to live where you know one gang has to fight another gang and and the guy with the biggest clubs. What you have to do, you know, that's not that's not what. Anglo-Saxon America was built on, and let me make one more point, and I'll let you talk, finally. America was not meant to be multicultural. We need to get rid of the EEO laws. We need to get rid of all this crap purportedly saying that we treated bad people that were of other cultures because if we don't get America back to what it was, an Anglo-Saxon culture, there will be no America, no United States. There will be none. There won't be a white culture. And this, in my opinion, is the root cause of the geopolitical stress and stuff. And and we can mix in with this uh Kevin, the spaceship stuff, the aliens, are they here, are they not, Uh, you know, they live, hey, uh, make it a documentary, quit calling it a movie. Yeah, Yeah. let me tell you, from my own personal experience, I I spent uh, a lot of time overseas, and I, I lived in Scotland when I was going to school, and it was interesting. I, one of my college roommates was from Scotland, and he was getting married. So in 1990, what was that? 1995, actually, it was five years later. He was getting married, and they invited me to come out to the uh, to the wedding, which I did. And I got to wear a kilt and everything, Doc. It was great. And those things, by the way, are really warm. Uh, it was shocking, <laughs> but what but what happened was this is the first time it really sank into my skull that as an American, there is a distinct American culture. And, and that, what you're talking about just in the last couple of minutes is how that distinct American culture is being destroyed. Because do you know what they told me they wanted me to bring them as a wedding gift? This will shock you. Nike sneakers. So <laughs> I found out their sizes in the European, and I converted it to the American sizing. I bought 
Nike sneakers for them, and I brought them over, and I gave it to them at the wedding, and you can see the, 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 new, the newlywed wife is hiking up her wedding dress. She's all excited, and she's throwing on her new Nike sneakers from America, and she's dancing around the floor, and I just laughed and laughed. It was great because I think sometimes people overseas, we, we don't understand. We're in the fishbowl, and this is what I learned, and I learned it in such a way, with such a slap in the face, that we're in the fishbowl. We don't see what we're in. We don't see this goo that we've been swimming around in. But when you're outside of the country and you're looking into the fishbowl, you go, oh, my God, but there's a whole culture there that's being exported and so you'll get a lot of these people who back then when i went over they they would talk about john wayne they talk about the western they 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 talk about and everybody you know thought that everybody talked like john wayne or or everything was like a western because that's all the exposure that they had and a man or woman can only go as far as what they know And, and and that's when it hit me really hard there is a distinct american culture and it was for the first time where i could look in the mirror and say hey i'm an american I'm an American, and there is a culture. It's not just because we were a bunch of people that immigrated from other countries, and we all just, it just, you know, by accident happened this way. It, it didn't happen like that. And, and when you see how much the, the people from other countries would, would be so into to this country that we're in, and, and almost at a, like a worshiping it, and I, that's probably the worst word that I could use for it, but I guess it fits. And I had a cousin when I was staying in Ireland. He, him and I sat down one night, Doc, and we just went through the Irish history and we talked. And, and I didn't know this until he told me this. This was um, 1985. And I was over there staying with him. And he's like, you know, w- what was really hard for Ireland was when, when JFK was shot. Now, JFK had come over to... Um, Ireland and visit. He was the first American president to visit the country, and he was Irish, and the people were like, you know, beside themselves. And he said <laughs> that when JFK, yeah, because here it is, an American president who's one of us. And he, they, uh, when he got shot, they, he told me that the country of Ireland went into a deep state of mourning, and everything shut down for a week. And that just blew me away. And that just blew me away. And, and, and it's like, but he wasn't your president. They're like, no, it's because, uh, and Ireland's a, a little different than most countries on the planet because just about everybody in that country has a relative here. So there's, there's that deep connection. And, and it just blew me away because there's people out there, folks, that have a, uh, a, they feel that they have a deep connection. I, I almost compare it to like uh, you're a fan of a certain professional team, so you feel the, the joy when they win, you feel the anguish when they lose. I think it's almost the same sort of thing in, in a weird way when people are looking in at this country, and, and God knows what they're thinking now because of the crap that we've seen going on over the last 15 or so years and how the country has just completely nosedived into a state of just absolute tyrannical garbage and and it's like how can you do this to yourselves you know and uh, you know it's well just, let's uh, I, I just, let's just remember that it, i can remember the way i felt then and it was just a mind-blowing feeling because it was like the lights turned on it was like we're at the wow, top of really we're at, an american culture we're at the top of the hour and we're going to get into this american culture where did it come from 
Why do we have it? Why are there so many cultures that are Anglo-Saxon that are different? Hmm, wonder what the history tells us about that. We'll be right back, but in the meantime, we know there's some bad things coming our way, and we'll be right back after a short break. Kevin, my guest. for some nasty weather, at least according to the web uh, report, and bad things are on the way. When we get back after the end of this song, we're going to have Kevin get on. We'll talk a little bit more about the new web uh, report. We'll be uh, full of all kinds of real bad moon news, I guess you could say. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Waterman Files. Kevin Gallagher is my guest tonight here on The Water and Files, August the 4th, 2015. And I'm glad you've joined us. It was a little rough getting started with the talk shoe, and it was kind of trying to keep me out. In fact, it didn't even start recording on time. But we're here. You're here. We're glad you are. Brace for more news 
and opinions from Kevin Gallagher. Well, Kevin, we've been talking about all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, I think uh, what we're saying is just really reflective of the frustration uh, that everybody's got. You know, when you look at the WebBot report, you're not surprised. Let me read another paragraph here. Um, I'll just read the bold words, okay? Vertical alignment in social disorder. Hmm. Interesting. Industrial-wide labor complaints, social upheaval, sieges, industrial squatting. Wow, that's a new one. Industrial sabotage. Well, there you go. Labor-based kidnapping. Hmm. Seizures of public property. Protest occupations. Battles in streets. Industrial actions. Credit availability. There we go. Yeah. Milk delivery. And so here's what it says here. And that's Central Europe, by the way. It says the impact of credit freeze to firms that lead is what leads to social actions by deprived customers, as well as industrial actions by frustrated employees and owners. You know what? It's as if Americans think it's the job of the grocery store to provide their food to them. And now they know they have to buy it, but it better be there, right? And here we are. We will sign a contract for something that is not essential. It's not essential that we have a phone. It's not. Do you have a contract with your local grocery store, which food, by the way, happens to be essential last I checked. Do you have one contract with any business for essential needs to be met? Nope. Not your water, not your food, not your heat to keep you from freezing. Isn't this kind of backwards? We have a one-month contract at a time for our cable, right? But that's not how the phone market goes, right? How much are they? I don't have a clue. I don't want one. If they don't want to rent me a phone, forget it. But, you know, that generation that came up past you and me, Kevin... They haven't got these concepts. They don't have them because they made sure they never got them in the first place in order to hold on to their liberty and freedom and make demands and say, you know, if I'm going to have to sign a contract, I want it with my grocery store, not the phone company. That's why what I was saying before, a man or a woman only goes as far as they taught or what they know. And if that's all they know, that's all they're going to be able to do. That's right. And and so that's all they know. That's all they know. Ignorance is horrible. It's normal. It's, it's, normal ad- it's, it's just absolutely gotten to a, a, I mean, people are getting, are they getting smarter or more stupid? Uh, it's I kind of, it, you know, there, but like I said, there's these two paths in, in this country, in this nation. How many times and where do you go 
to talk to people that knows how to make a shoe or that knows how to grow a garden. The other day, uh, there was this uh, house that had been kind of just basically left, and it turned into a piece of junk in this neighborhood. Actually, it was behind behind where I'm at, kind of diagonal. It's kind of off a ways, though. All of a sudden, some people showed up, and that ended up being, it's a little house, uh, ended up being this real cute little, well, it looks like, man, that place was, you know, fixed. It's just a cute little, you know, uh, cottage type of place. And uh, I was out in the backyard kind of worried about a tree that might fall, (laughs) And I looked over, and they had uh, chickens running around in their backyard. And I go, hmm. And you can do that where I'm at. I mean, they don't let, you know, in this uh, county, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, okay? And uh, I saw they had raised beds, and the backyard was immaculate. It wasn't a dump heap. By golly, they were Mennonites. Ah, okay. See? What we have is a culture there. And, you know, Mennonites, they go, hey, uh, you know, there's been rumors that the Amish have been looking in South America for property because they're worried about having their culture dictated to real soon in this country. And, uh, you know, because if they cross the line with those kind of, of groups or cultures, go, okay, okay, they just get up and leave. And I mean, they'll leave the entire nation. And you notice they don't have a TV at home, so they're not getting dumbed down and drugged up. That's true. The other day, it was uh, muggy. Uh, Here it got real humid, Kevin. I mean, just, oh, walk out and take a shower without turning on the faucet. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of of humid. And uh, went to the mailbox, was driving down this, it's a, it's a county road, it goes by a mailbox, and out there's kind of a rule setting, there's these uh, ball diamonds that, uh, you know, the public parks in, uh, in the county put up. And there were, there were either Mennonites or Amish, okay? I couldn't tell, because it was the girls, it must be Mennonites, okay? And they were out there in their long dress, long sleeves, and their things on their head. I mean to tell you, I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't have been out there in shorts and a t-shirt. I would have been laying flat on my back, going, "Man, this is way too hot." <laughs> and they were, they were out there just screaming and hollering and jumping around and having a good old time. It was like the whole world was passing them, and they had their thing going, you know. Now, I did notice that their cheeks were pretty red. They were really rosy, actually. Mm. And I thought, you know what? These people know how to handle this kind of environment. Because, guess Mm. what? They probably don't have air conditioning. Yeah. But what are they doing? They have a parallel world, a parallel life in an occupied nation. And we definitely are occupied and it seems like to me those are the people that are saying you can only occupy this planet up to my line in the sand and if you think you're going to occupy my culture 
I'm not going to fight you. I'm just going to flat leave. But, Kevin, there's nowhere to go to anymore. No, nowhere. Nowhere. Nowhere at all. And uh, it's something I've thought about. I mean, I and I've just come to the conclusion that the best place for me to be is wherever God wants me to be, and that's the best place I can be at. And that's as simple as I, as I keep it. Yeah, I see a lot of sites on the Internet occasionally. Somehow I come across them. It says, the only way you're going to live is if you leave the nation. Yeah. I'm not going to. And I think that grit is going to keep some part of this nation uh, pretty free. Yeah. I, I just think that... The- one of the problems that, that I think one of the major problems that we've had as Americans is that through all the propaganda, the television, the movies, this whole culture, that, that this whole thing that we've been kind of dipped into has just made us get a case of very severe amnesia. And we have forgotten what it is to be an American. Because when I look and see what's happening at the airports, for, for an example, there's no way an American would tolerate that, any American. It just wouldn't no. happen. P- people would be getting killed, and they'd be wearing blue shirts with, you know, total sexual assault, you know, TSA on it. People would be getting killed, and they'd have to stop the program because they would run out. They run out of agents because no yeah. agents would want to come and replace them because they yeah. didn't want to die. And unfortunately, we have forgotten what it is to be an American. We have forgotten what it is because we allow these these creeps to shoot our children up with all kinds of whatever is in those needles. We don't know. Uh, and then when these kids drop dead, some of them right then and there, the parents aren't, like, trying to put two hands around the person's throat. And, I mean, if that was my this, kid, this, that's probably how I would is, That's normal. This is that's a takeover. Normal. It's a takeover. Now, let's go back to uh, They Live. Do you remember how it starts off, what was going on? What was the background for the movie, uh, socially, economically, uh, in America? It was in America. It was the setting, by the way, folks. If you there are no jobs, and Piper is walking into this community, and he's trying to find work. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, uh, he was like this guy. Uh, he wasn't married. I guess that helped uh, kind of set the stage for him being kind of on foot, so to speak. He didn't even have a car. Did he? Mm-hmm. Didn't even have a car. And 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 we were talking. Uh, we're talking, folks, about a setting where humanity had. Uh, they were barely surviving. Yeah. And they were in vacant lots with little tent cities, kind of like Occupy, only worse maybe. And they weren't yeah. that organized. And they weren't all chanting like the Borg at the same time. It wasn't the case. But guess what uh, the establishment comes and does? Uh, I think, if, I, if I'm remembering right, they kind of make them all disperse. They come in with bulldozers. Yeah, yeah, and they just kind of <laughs> bulldoze everything yeah. over. Yeah, they push their tents over with bulldozers and everything. And, and you know, they just scatter them. And yeah, it was I have inc- to watch that movie again. I have to watch that movie again. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible feat. Now, here's one very salient part of the movie that is absolutely spot on and has everything to do with who we are as America, 
and who we were supposed to be and where mm-hmm. we came from and who we are as a people. There's this preacher, and believe it or not, the truth wasn't coming from an Anglo-Saxon preacher. The truth was coming from a black preacher in the street, doing some street preaching. Do you remember what he said? Not off the top of my head, no. (laughs) He said, the truth is not in their mouths. They're snakes. They aren't who you think they are. They are here, and he goes on and tells that there is a group of people that are not human that are taking over our country and want to make us slaves. And as he's preaching, one of his buddies that's in a group that's trying to fight this or, you know, this occupation runs out and grabs him thinking, you know, you better be quiet. (laughs) And as he was, as they were picking him up, because he was a blind preacher, he was blind too. The cops were pulling up to the park where he was talking and, and Rodney's walking by. That's the guy that's the star, you know, he stops, he has his, 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 uh, his backpack over his shoulder, uh, not because it was trendy back then, but because that's how he lived. And Mm -hmm. he's listening to this preacher going, what in the world is he saying? Like he had just heard this, right? He's going, what is he talking? And then all of a sudden the cops are pulling up. They jump out of the car, black and whites, okay? Big black and whites, the cars are. And they're running toward that preacher. Ma, we can't have this happen. <laughs> Not in America, spelled with a do K. You, do you have a license, preacher? You must yes. have a license to be a preacher. And by the way, are you going to get married by that licensed preacher? Mm. Because you must be married by a licensed preacher. <laughs> Let me read you this stuff. This is absolutely incredible. Vertical alignment, social discord, we were talking about all that, remember? Listen to this. The older form of geopolitical instability is indicated in the report to take or overtake events in Greece and to push the populace toward some form of inner populace fighting, like a civil war. It's coming. It's definitely coming. That is being described as being interrupted by cooperative offers from and between Greek shipping interest and Turkey's mining consortiums. And this offer to explore is mutual and their interest in challenges in this offer. So the stressors that are going on, look, Greece. Was that a black country? No. Were the Spart were the Spartans black? Were no. they Chinese? Were they no. Mexicans? Were they Hispanics? No. Whoa. No. Well, we're Spartans. <laughs> They're Greek, I think. Gosh, I gotta tell you. You know, whenever you hear all this junk, Kevin, where they say, well, this is going to happen, and Putin's a bad guy because prophecy says Israel this, Israel that, all this crap, right? Are the Israelites that came here first. And, you know, it's incredible, 
uh, Kevin, because you know John P. Wells, right? He's got that yes. uh, midnight, the caravan, the midnight thing. The guy with a great he, voice. Yeah. He was reading a quote of one of the founding of uh, epic events of founding uh, days where they were throwing the tea in the bay, you know, the Boston Tea Party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they were and he was saying at the end that there was one of the guys was quoted as saying, and the supreme being above the clouds should hear our prayer and set Israel free. Uh-huh. And J.B. Wells said. That's a peculiar statement to say at the end of this whole narrative about what was going on, that they were purported as having said, okay? And he's going, what in the world basically does that mean, right? Hmm. You know why he doesn't know? He's ignorant. He's ignorant. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know that... Israel, ancient Israelites were white Anglo-Saxons, and they got pushed, and they got infiltrated, and there was the first classic event that we now called white flight. <laughs> and, they, and they went into Western Europe, and from there there was more white flight, and they went into America, and America knew they were Israelites and that this is the new Jerusalem. This is America. And that as long as we did what we were supposed to and have moral dignity and stuck to it, that we would be okay. But we've lost it. We got infiltrated. You know, there's no such thing as Jewish flight. Hmm. They don't go, oh, my gosh, those white Anglo-Saxons are infiltrating us. Let's leave New York. They don't do that. Is there black flight? Oh, my gosh, the whites are moving into town. Let's leave. No, there's not that, right? Nobody worries about whites moving in their neighborhood. Until we understand this, Kevin, I don't think we're ever going to get it right. It's yeah, just it's a, a matter, and, and it's just a matter of of they live is a reality, yeah. and that they are really aliens, and 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 people go, oh, gosh, you you really believe this? Yes, I believe the Bible because it's the Bible's story. It's not mine. Well, until well, we get you, this, you know, thing, these, these people might as well be aliens because well, they, they are they aliens. Yeah, I mean, well, the they way are. they act, forget it, forget it. Okay, mean, they, let's, nobody who's human acts like that. Let's talk about, <coughs> let's, just, let's just assume for a second, Anglo-Saxons are the Israelites. And so Israel had 12 tribes, so to speak. And they, within those tribes and in the subset of the nation of greater Israel, I'm sure there were cultural, just a just a, a, a minute difference between different groups. Maybe maybe family uh, trends or, or cultures or or traditions developed uh, from the tribe of Reuben to the tribe of Joseph from them. You know, so there was differences. Well, that's where we get France, Ireland, Scotland, England. Yep. Germany, Denmark, and the list goes on. It just goes on. And they're different because that 
there were seeds from different tribes landing in different spots. Mm -hmm. But they were chased and chased. And so Rodney's film basically is a narrative of that whole episode of of um, in a modern day setting of of being infiltrated again. Yeah. If we won't and, get and this right. I don't think we'll ever get free and we will never have what we well where we go, "Oh, isn't this a great day?" We're never going to have that peace until we get rid of those guys and the only way to do it is you got to put on the sunglasses. This just, this is this is why I believe that as long as people are constructively talking about the problem, because you'll hear a lot of people say, well, you know, you talk about the problem, but you got to talk about the solution. But until you can actively understand exactly what the problem is, you're never going to be able to get to the solution. So sure. talking, about the problem, yeah. the problem, talking about the problem is not, you know, it's not just to beat a dead horse. But if you're going to talk about the problem and, and, and use the analysis on it and figure out exactly what you're up against, Great, you know, because there's there's times when I've done shows we just basically analyze the problem, and I never really get to a solution. I might do that on another show or something like that. But if people don't understand, you know, hey, uh, buddy, you're in quicksand. Stop moving. If you keep moving, you're going to sink further. And until you understand the problem that you're in, uh, that guy is going to die. And so before you can ever throw a stick or whatever. You're going to have to let him understand he's in quicksand and the nature of quicksand and what he can do to get out of it. Because until he understands what he's in, mm-hmm. he's never going to be able to get out of it, period. And, what and if, this what is if, part of the problem that I see. What if, uh, Kevin, we went back to something kind of like this? And tell me if it would scare you. Um, what if, if you had to be in public office, you had to be a white Anglo-Saxon? Would that bother you? Uh, I just don't like the part about being in public office. <laughs> <laughs> I did that once, never again. Okay, well you can be uh, a reluctant you can be a reluctant Anglo Saxon <laughs> public <laughs> office. Okay. Oh you you that qualifies. Uh, and I mean to exclude all the others. Yeah. And you know why? Because there's cultural problems. There's nuances in these cultures. There are things that, you know what, if you have bagpipes going down the middle of a black city, it's, gonna, it's going to grate on their nerves. Mm-hmm. Just, like sure worked the on guy, just like the guys that play the bagpipes when they hear rap music, it's going to grate on their nerves. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, when you, spell, when you spell rap, the C is silent. <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. Sorry. Please oh, okay. Continue. Oh, that's good. Please continue. <laughs> so, but you know what I'm saying is, is it why? Where did all this multicultural uh, diversity? I there. Hey, there's signs in. I live in the Ozarks. You know that. There's signs yeah. all over the place. We went on a trip to uh, go get some things in in the region here uh, over a week uh, about a weekend ago. I think it was. We had to go do some. They had to. But we ran into all these billboards all over the place. One of them said, diversity is the code word for white genocide. Mm. 
think I think it's true. Yeah, it is. Now that's not to say we're trying to kill off all the others. But what's wrong with wanting to just live within your own race? You know, what's wrong with that? Can well, I have a, Can I have a place where they're, oh, well, you can live next door. No, I don't want to live next door to them. That's too close. <laughs> they need to be in their own nation so they can run their nation from top to bottom like they want. Hey, you know, do you remember that really advanced car that came from Africa that everybody's desiring to get? Oh, Which wait a minute. Which one was that? They don't have one, do they? No, oh, no, they no, don't. I don't mean car. I mean that great architecture that everybody wants to emulate in Africa. You know that big... Oh, they don't have that either, do they? No, they don't. Uh, what about those great classical brogue and, and Mozart concertos out of Africa? Wait a minute, they didn't have that either. No, I guess not. You know what? You know what? Why? Why do we try to pretend that they want our culture. Well, they do. They want it. Well, why? Why don't they just leave us alone? Because God said in Genesis there was going to be war between the seed of Adam and the seed of Satan. Now, the seed of Satan is not his brother comrades called fallen angels. Those are his brothers. That's not his seed. Seed is not spiritual either. We're physical. Mm-hmm. Brought up that whole story in the in with Jesus one day, and they said... We're of Abraham, too, meaning we're of physical lineage from Abraham, like you, Jesus. You know what he said to him? No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. not. And if you were, you wouldn't be seeking to murder me. And so what we're being told is, we won't even make the C uh, silent this time, Kevin. Crap! Yeah. Leave us alone. Go back to your nation and do whatever you want. Just leave us out of it. Well, I think until we get to that point, which I don't know is going to ever happen, Kevin, what do you think the answer is to survive all this? And if in the meantime we're, we're, we're in the middle of all this stuff, what do you, what's your thoughts? Well, imagine you're on a plane that's going to crash. What do they tell you? <laughs> First... Put the oxygen mask on yourself and then try to put it on the person next to you or your child. Because if you're flailing around and you can't breathe, you can't save your children. So That's true. take care of what you have to do first, your family and everything, and then worry about everybody else. But make sure that you have your, your, your family taken care of and then reach out and help those around you that you can help. They may not want your help. Okay, let the guy flail on the seat then. That's fine. Because if he doesn't want your help, it's like when you're trying to save somebody that's drowning and you try to get the thing up there and the more you try to save them, the more they go under, the more they keep fighting and you're just trying to grab them. Let them sink. Let them sink. And then grab him when he goes down. But the thing is, is take, care of, take care of you and those around you. We all have a sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. So 
take care of those people around you that you care about. And and these may not always be family members. And and educate them. Do whatever you've got to do. Because I know for myself, the worst thing I can do is talk about the kind of things that we're talking about to people that either know me really well or are related to me. Because generally they don't want to hear it. And, and <laughs> you can even go into the Gospels with Jesus. Uh, well, he's the carpenter's son. Uh, he did no miracles there, by the way. So if it, if it happened to the Son of God, it's going to happen to you. So, you know, get over it. So take care of what you got to take care of and then worry about everybody else. Well, you know, and Jesus was a poor man and he was a communist, and that's what we should, should oh, seek yeah. to be, is a poor communist and maybe even get to uh, grow or give our kids pink diapers. You know, baloney, <laughs> baloney. Jesus came from a wealthy family. Yeah. His uncle, have you ever been, yeah, yeah, have you ever been to these uh, cemeteries where they have these really expensive, ornate uh, tombstones, you know, that are on Yeah, the, I'm sure know, he's getting a lot of use out of it. But, I mean, they spend tons of money on this yeah. stuff. Some of them oh, are, yeah. are statues and, you know. Well, Jesus was buried in his uncle's. And it was stone above ground, and it was a walk-in thing like we see today, only it was... Yeah, a hole. You have to, you have, to have money for that kind of stuff even back then. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that Jesus' uncle was a, was a... He owned tin mines in the British Isles and brought it back to the Middle East. He was extremely wealthy. Jesus didn't have to worry about money. Everybody thinks he had to, and he was just uh, it was born in a cra- he was he was born in a manger because he made a, his reservations late at the Hilton Inn and he couldn't get a place to stay. Well, That's I'll tell why. you the uh, the interesting thing is that when he was being crucified, if he was so poor, why were they gambling over his clothes? If he was wearing rags, <laughs> they would have been like, "Hey, dude, you can right. go right ahead." That's right. That's right. And there's this guy that used to run a group of fallen angels called uh, They Live Creatures, called Nephilim. Yeah. And that king was name was Bashan. Well, he was Og, the king of Bashan, okay, the Bashan or whatever you want to call it. And when Jesus was being crucified, he said, uh, the bulls of Bashan surround me. Hmm. Well, he was recognizing who was killing him. They were there. Hey, we've got we've got to live in a parallel existence while this is going on. My my approach that I feel called to might be different than somebody else's, but mine isn't necessarily to proselytize and teach anymore. I kind of feel like it's almost time to talk not to the world to wake up because it's too late to wake them up, but to help those that are awake, the ground crew. The ground crews, you, me, all these listeners that we've got, they know what's going on. We need to kind of adjust our our approach to communicating what we to to, to help them navigate the war. Because we're at war. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most important thing about this war, Kevin? Yeah. We need more people in the fight. 
We need more people to pick up a gun and, and, and actually engage in the battle, but they're too busy watching TV. Well, there are some that are. Let's talk about just the ones that are awake. What would you tell them? What would you suggest that maybe they do to explore maybe, uh, you know, doing? The, I, we were told this day would come. The Bible oh, said yeah. there would be a day of, there would be an age of Laodicean. There would be a people that don't care. Yep. Okay, there's going to be, that means there's going to be a few that do. So what should we be telling the people that do care? You know what, what I message? tell people? I'll tell you what I tell people. I tell them, look, God gave me the ability to do a TV show and, and certain things, yeah. and, and, I, okay. and I work on those, those talents, those things that I'm able to bring to the table. But maybe mm-hmm. you don't have that interest even. Maybe you don't want to do that, and that's fine, but maybe you know how to write. Maybe you know how to um, draw or something like that, because, Doc, I can't even draw a straight line if I use a ruler. It's, it's not going to happen, okay? It's not going to happen. I have nieces and stuff that can draw beautiful pictures, and I'm like, how did you do that? Because it's a mystery to me. But yeah. <clears throat> I have people that tell me I could never imagine looking into a camera and doing a show, and I'm like, yeah, I get that. But but find out what you can do. Find out what you can bring to the table and stop making excuses and go do it. Mm-hmm. Just just do something because the fate of your your, your yourself and, and your children and your grandchildren are, are, are screaming. They're, they're, they're relying on you to do something. And, and we don't and need to make an judged. apology we're for judged. it. We're going to be judged for that in this world and the world to come because of what we, what we did. Or didn't do. And we don't have to apologize for doing it, because if we think we have to, then we begin to get all upset because nobody's listening. We need to get over that, folks. We just move on. You've laid the pearls at their feet, and they stomped them into, into dust. Okay, that's what you want. You leave them, because those aren't our brothers. Those are not our sisters in spirit. They're lost. What we need to do is be tight among us so as the world, the Bible says, as they look upon brothers and sisters that are helping each other, they get jealous. Why would they be jealous if we're constantly giving them turkeys at Thanksgiving? What we ought to do at Thanksgiving is get a great big old white tin out in the yard get all these turkey roasters going and not have anybody that's a stranger come and eat. And they're going, man, they're being kind of stingy. Well, are you getting jealous yet? Because we're taking care of each other. We're not here to take care of the world. And the Catholic Church wants to teach everybody, Kevin, we must feed the world. We don't have to feed Squat. The Bible says we're supposed to take care of ourselves. The remnant takes care of the remnant first. Yeah. First. 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 Yeah. So that means if you only got one turkey, do you give it to the neighbor? No, you give it to your family. If you got two, you give one to your family and to maybe another remnant brother family, okay? You That's don't give it to I a stranger a in the street. Something I learned a while back, if you have plurality, if you have more of what you needed in something... Give it away. Give it away because, yeah. you know, if there I got go. somebody who needs something, I give it to them because I don't need it. And God's given me more than what I need in that area. I'm like, here you go. You need this, you can have it. And and that's how it should work. And uh, I, I've been at, like, um, home fellowships and things where 
And I remember I was in England. I was at a home fellowship in England. And it was funny. I, I was like so struck by it because, you know, they lived in a modest house and everything. And I was with friends and they said, yeah, let's go check out this home fellowship. And, and we did. And, and the people had laid out on their kitchen table, Doc, all these things. And they're like, listen, this is our plurality. And these are all things we have access of and we don't need. So if any of you have a need and you need any of these things, just feel free to take it. You need to pay us. We, we, we want you to take it. And, and I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's kind of cool, actually. And, and it made sense to me. And it's a way in which you can bless those around you. And that's something we live in such a materialistic world. We live in a country that's so materialistic. And me, 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 I, 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 all, all, all me all the time that we forget that, you know, we can help our brother. We can help the guy down the road. We can help the guy that's working next to us if we have a way in which we can do that. I'm not going to give him something. I'm not going to give him my rent money when I need to pay my rent. But if I have extra, I'm, I'm going to give him the extra. That's you know, a lot, a lot of times it won't hurt us to give somebody something better than we've got, too. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say we have some shoes. They're okay, but we could use a new pair. But what if you see somebody that has worse shoes? Are you going to give them your old shoes and buy new ones? Mm-hmm. You know, that insults people. Give them a new pair of shoes. But yeah. don't give it to a stranger. Give it to the remnant. Give it to the ground crew. Yeah. Support the people that you know that are yeah. fighting yeah. the war. And that's exactly. what I think Kevin's saying. Exactly. We all, and you're saying, Kevin, everybody has kind of a, maybe a robe. And I'm going to say this, too. If you have been doing something for a while, ground crew, remember... There's this thing that says, for everything there is a season. And if yeah. you've been doing one thing, the season may be up. You may, it may be time for you to go do something else. There was a time when we were supposed to, as a nation, an Anglo-Saxon Israelite nation, to go preach the gospel. Yeah. And maybe it says, for every, the, father, the Bible says, and this is the word of God said, for everything there is a season, which means there is also a time not to proselytize, not mm-hmm. to try and convince people. But what does that mean? Well, maybe it's time we spend more time trying to help each other. Yeah. You know, that's, I can put it another that's way. where I think I can put it. In, I can that? put it another way, too, and, and it's an analogy that I like to use because the sport, of, I know we're being probably heard worldwide, the sport of American football is so <laughs> specialized. It's so specialized yeah. that, you know what? Um, these guys are certain body types and to do a job that they're assigned to do so that they all have to work together to do one thing. And that's the same thing that we have to do. So a quarterback would make a really lousy offensive lineman or defensive lineman. The guy's (laughs) going to get killed. And the same is true as if you've made a defensive end, your quarterback, you're going to have some problems. Okay? And Or if you made a defensive end or maybe a defensive tackle, your wide receiver – you're going to have problems. You put a wide receiver in as your center, well, that guy's going to get creamed. So we understand the role. We understand the tools that we have. We understand what we're able to do, and we fit into that role. And when we do that, they're unstoppable. When they do it well, they're completely unstoppable. And this is what the other side is afraid of, that we wake up, we realize who we are, we realize that we're Americans, and we don't have to take this crap anymore. That's what they're afraid of. And, 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 and worse for them is that if, if you as an individual, you see, the, the, the one thing that keeps governments awake at night and they get insomnia 
is if they're dealing with individuals because they love to live with you know groups. Groups are no problem. If you notice, governments love to put everybody into a group. These are queers. These are homosexuals. These are these are the patriots. These are this. These are you know uh, the old people. These are whatever. A group. You fit into a group, and now groups can be managed. Because remember, if you have 500 head of cattle, you don't need 500 dogs to keep to keep track of them. The shepherd has maybe two or three dogs that's managing the entire herd. And that's exactly why they want a group. If you had those 500 head of cattle, Doc, all acting on their own and thinking as individuals, oh, would he have a problem? Okay? Well, so we get that. We get, get down to herd mentality. We get down to that micro uh, geopolitical. But until we really understand who we are, we're not going to win. Right. Sun Tzu, Sun Tzu said this, if you know your enemy and you know yourself, you'll win every war. If you don't right. know yourself but you know your enemy, you'll win half. If you right. know yourself but you don't know your enemy, you'll win half. But if you neither know yourself nor the enemy, you're going to lose every time. The problem right. that we've got is that we're not winning enough because we don't know who we are. And until we know who we are, but here's the problem. We already have been told by somebody way wiser than us called the Father that yep. created everything that not, that not everybody is going to believe or want that. And so what's happening is we're going to have to live amongst these people. And it's time that we quit trying to say over and over to the same people, you've got to believe this, you've got to believe this, you've got to believe this, because I think that's wasting our time. I think, well, the, time, know, I think the time now is get ready to duck and take care of each other. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I look at Noah. We can go back into Genesis 6 and all that. And <clears throat> Here's a guy that you know, was called the preacher of righteousness. And, this and, that. And, you live, and you think about the world he lived in. Well, he told people for 120 years what was going to happen, and not one person believed him. People in his family and him got on a got on a boat and were saved. So he didn't have a very good track record, did he? But in the end, it didn't really matter. The will of God was already done. But can you imagine? I've often thought about that. How does this guy feel after 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Why am I telling people this and they're not listening to me? Don't they know what's going to be coming? And just laughing. Well, you see, we're, we're in those times, like you were saying before. This isn't 1995, folks. We're not living then. We're in 2015, and the brown stuff is going to be hitting the air circulating device very soon. And I must is, be getting old. 95 yeah, doesn't too. sound all that old to me. Me neither. It doesn't <laughs> sound that bad. But it's a whole 20 years ago. Oh, is it 20? <laughs> it's 20. It's 20. It doesn't... You know, I, I you, you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder what the perspective of somebody like Noah, uh, who lived like 600 years before the flood and 300 years after, you know, what he thought of, <coughs> of 20 years. You know, yeah, that was nothing. That was nothing. Well, okay, Kevin, we've got about mm -hmm. 10 minutes. Uh, you got anything else that we can, you know, chew oh. on? Get. I can go on and on for hours, but if people wanted to find out, uh, they can watch my show, my TV show online on YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. It's timeoutyoutube.com. That's timeoutyoutube.com. That will take you to my YouTube page. And I tell people all the time, if you watch the shows, 
please, you don't need my permission to, to if you want to add these shows to your blogs, if you want to add it into Facebook, whatever, use the enemy's tools against them. Um, mm-hmm. I do shows on a very wide range of subject matter covering, you name it, do a search on my page and look at, search my videos. If, and this is one of those things where if you don't know how to do video, you don't want, you know, I've already done the work for you. I've gone out and secured and gotten the guests, done the studying up on the subject matter, and put the shows out so that you can take that and get it out to people. Get the links, send them out in emails so that people can see these and get educated. Because maybe if they know you and they're not going to listen to you, maybe they'll listen to crazy little old me and my guest because they don't know me. And so it's a way in which you can get that out there without you having to do you know, too much. You don't have to go and secure the crew and the rights and the, all the other things that have to be done to make that happen. So that's one thing that, that you can do. And, and the thing is, Doc, I think I was probably around 12 or 13 years old when I actually got completely frustrated and completely sick of presidential elections. And, and each one that goes by, I get completely disgusted with it even earlier. And, and now we're still like, God knows, how many years are we from an election? And, and we got, you know, 20,000 candidates and we're hearing all the garbage on, on the TV. And, and then I like listen to the radio in the morning as I'm getting ready for work. And it's just propaganda, you know, one, one end to the other. And it's just disgusting. So it's already started. And they're starting the mind control. They're starting all of it nice and early. They, and remember, folks, news is not a word. News is an acronym. It stands for North, East, West, and South. That way they can point your mind in the direction they want to take you, just like a cart hooked up behind an ox. The guy is going to point that ox exactly where he wants the ox to go so he can take the cart where it needs to go. And don't be the ox. That's all I can tell you. This, just, just the worst thing, like I said, for a government is a group of people that are individuals. A group of individuals scares them to no end. And, and when Jefferson, it was, I think, that said, when, when government fears the people, there's freedom. When people fear the government, there's tyranny. And we're living under some heavy-duty tyranny right now. And people have been so dumbed down and so drugged up that they can't, even, they, they can't even see it. They don't even see it for what it is. They have no way of going, oh, look, that's tyranny. We need to avoid that. They've never been told what it is, I think. So, so to them, it looks like a pretty little kitty cat that they can go up and pet. And, and, well, you and know, it wasn't politics. At. It wasn't politics that got rid of the dinosaurs' cut. So it kind of makes you wonder if there are some other very more important issues headed our way that has nothing to do with harp, that has nothing to do with chemtrails, that has nothing to do with anything man can control, but is very going to be very devastating to civilization. And I'm beginning to think we better kind of get refocused here because yeah. that time, I think, is coming is getting really close. Kevin, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you is uh, what's your plans? Are you going to be um, uh, doing any kind of uh, adjustments? Uh, you don't have to tell us anything uh, specific if you don't want to, but are you <laughs> kind of going to be readjusting to these? Oh, yeah. These, uh, these days ahead? All my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you, you see each president and Congress and all come in, and each one's worse than the last. And I'm like, oh, mamma mia, how bad can it get? And then you find out it can get worse. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of things, and I'm constantly mm-hmm. uh, looking for better places to live. Because I'll tell you what, I think Connecticut's probably about the most corrupt <laughs> state in the union. 
Well, uh, I really do. I've lived here a long time, and it's, it's per square probably going to be time to get out so. of here. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah per square foot, you, I can imagine. You know, It's unbelievable. Uh, the, stuff oh, I that, tell you. the stuff that I see go on, and, and we have our governor, Malloy, uh, you know, Daniel Malloy, he's in tight with the Is, is he a mayor or is he a House. governor? Is he's he a mayor governor. or a governor? governor? Oh, the governor. No, that was uh, that was uh, that was supposed to be funny. Oh uh, yeah. You know, yeah. when he, we're he, out, uh, when you get west of the Mississippi, uh, you start hearing about the. That's a state. We yeah, always yeah. have these concepts about why don't they just quit the baloney and just combine this group and make it one state? Well, why do they? Because of geo, because of politics. That's why. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it's yeah. been a pleasure having you. Um, uh, when are you gonna? What's your? When's your? What days your shows on? Uh, well, if you're here in Connecticut and can see it uh, when it's broadcast, it's Friday nights at 8:30 p.m. Monday mornings at 11 a.m. I replay the Friday show, or go to timeoutyoutube.com and you can watch it anytime you want. There's uh, 13, 1400 videos up, so you can check. Those well, when, out. What what day of the week do you put your new one up? Uh, usually Friday nights. Okay. Usually All right, Friday so, nights. Up. so check on a Friday evening after like 10 o'clock in the evening Eastern time. You should see something new up there almost every week. All right. We're going to have to uh, call it good here. It's been our pleasure having Kevin here. We just kind of like talk to each other today, it Kevin. Fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It's been fun. Uh, I'll catch you on the flip side. It's been our pleasure talking to everybody's uh, uh, chats here. I don't know if you've been, but it hasn't been. It has been kind of a quiet chat, and uh, I'm, glad that, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad that we got it. Yeah, I'm glad we got a chance to to do this, and uh, we've got more stuff ahead, and maybe we can get our heads together and kind of load the guns with some new yeah. ammo that we've never done before, you know, and uh, oh, yeah. that might that might be kind of fun too. I know you've got uh, some playing, some adjustments planned, but uh, hey, yeah. we'll get uh, we'll get together. The, uh, and then if you want to get in touch with me by email, it's timeout at inbox.com. Timeout's all one word. Timeout at inbox.com, and you can uh, get in touch with me that way. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's been crazy. We've got uh, we've got all kinds of stuff happening here, folks. Um, <laughs> this oh, is yeah. kind of a, a loose cannon, by the way, just to kind of let everybody know uh, what's going on this week. Go to the Waterman Files. Uh, you'll see the schedule for this week has been adjusted. And uh, tonight uh, or Monday, we had I, we, I guested on the Veterans Truth Network with Eli James. Tonight, it was Kevin and I were both uh, in broadcasting, and uh, we just kind of kicked it all around and saw if there was still any air left in the tires, Kevin. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then Thursday, I'll be back here on this talk show uh, Join us if you want to come back if you want. I'm going to be uh, doing the web bot, the new web bot, the one that I kind of uh, give a little bit of detail. Man, I got to tell you, I'm 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 gonna. I tell you what. Well, you got you got the two shows you did with me. uh, I think up on your the WatermanFiles.com, so people can get a good taste of it there. You know, can watch that there. 
Well, we've got already got a couple couple hundred views, so pump pump the views up on that. <laughs> yeah, go visit that. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, folks, for coming. We'll talk to you, you real soon. Bye bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.